After the inauguration, the actions of Lincoln made absolutely no sense unless war was what he wanted. We go into this time period in detail in my book, but a short list of what Lincoln did is in order. Now keep in mind the South never threatened to invade the North at the beginning of the war. Only once did the Confederacy invade the North, and that was into Gettysburg. This is why many Southerners still refer to the war as the War of Northern Aggression. When you look at where all battles were fought during the Civil War, you will find they were all fought in the South, except for Gettysburg. Many claim that Lincoln felt it was his sacred duty as president to preserve the Union at all costs. However, Lincoln felt quite the opposite before he took office. In fact, he said it was the right of any people to secede should they desire during his speech on the Mexican War in January of 1848. And in that speech he said this, Many, any people anywhere, being inclined and having the power, have the right to rise up and shake off the existing government. Now don't get us wrong. We're not quoting this to give support to secession, only to establish Lincoln's hypocrisy. As another example, in the same year Lincoln wrote to his protege Herndon this, Kings have always been involving their people in wars. This our constitutional convention understood to be the most oppressive of all kingly oppressions, and they resolved to so frame the Constitution that no man should hold the power of bringing this oppression upon us. Yet Lincoln did just that. It was wrong to secede, but equally wrong to start a war. Every action taken by Lincoln ensured that a war would commence in spite of the large-scale attempts to prevent it. There's a great deal we have in my book to substantiate this, but here are a few major items performed by Lincoln that were unconstitutional, provocative, and could have been better handled if peace was the desire. For instance, on April 13, 1861, Lincoln declared the seceding states was a condition of rebellion and called for 75,000 troops to deal with them. Now, only Congress can do this. Keep in mind the seceding states were declared in rebellion, not as succeeding states. This becomes very important in a future segment. On April 15th, he called for Congress to return to, se to session, but not until well into July, months later. Now, this is not the action of a president concerned about an emergency. Congress should have met immediately. April 19th, he declared a naval blockade of the South, including states that had not seceded illegal under international law. The imposition of the blockade over North Carolina, which had not yet seceded, ensured that the state would secede in face of the illegal imposition of the blockade. It enraged the people of that state and reacted them into support for seceding. The blockade extended to neutral ports, such as, uh, such as Metamoros, Mexico, Nassau, and the Bahamas, way beyond the legal jurisdiction of the United States. Another very important thing the blockade did was to prevent immigration into the South, since ships coming to the United States could not get past the blockade. Ships loaded with immigrants landed in the North, where the male immigrants were attempted to be recruited into the Northern Army at the docks of the Northern ports. The North had a large advantage in the number of population, and they did not want to allow the South to gain population by immigration. 
April 21, he instructed the United States Navy to buy five warships in a, an Appropriations Act that needed congressional approval. On April 27th, he suspended habeas corpus and arrested people without warrant. This was a huge problem and very widespread against free speech, publishing, etc. besides those who were advocates for the South. On May 3rd, he called up thousands of more troops for a three-year hitch, another act that could only be authorized by Congress. He ordered the Treasury uh, Department to pay $2 million, a huge amount at the time, and the purchase in billions of dollars today, to a New York company to outfit the Army, which was another Appropriations Act that could only be authorized by Congress. On September 11, he ordered the arrest of Maryland legislators, held incognito and under the guard of Turner Militia, who could not speak English, thereby ensuring no communication with outsiders. This was done to prevent the secession of Maryland. Kentucky did not want to become involved on either side. They called a convention of the border states in May. Lincoln promised not to interfere in the border states and to honor their neutrality. But the violation of that promise by the occupation of sections of these states with federal troops, including Kentucky, caused Kentucky to secede. And the suspension of the use of the mail and newspaper publishing in certain quarters and large areas of the North of Democrat newspapers, 200 in New York alone. This was done because most of these papers opposed going to war and were in opposition to the actions of Lincoln that were moving the country toward conflict. It was a violation of the Constitution since there was not even a declaration of war by Congress. By the time Congress did meet, the war had begun. The situation was up in the air and the President handed the Congress a fiat accompli. Was secession legal? Well, keep in mind that the 13 original colonies seceded from the British Empire. This is how our country began, by secession and declaring their independence. The reaction on the part of King George was war. It was the same response by Lincoln. Now, don't get us wrong, secession was the wrong thing to do. But there was more blood on Lincoln's hand in this regard than anyone in the South. The right thing to have done was to remain in the Union and the Congress, where the Southern states had great sway in the Congress. In fact, the case can be made that they had enough votes to stop any bellicose action by the federal government. By pulling out, it left it in the hands of the radical Republicans that wanted war. We have already delineated the reasons for the war. Lincoln is portrayed as a savior and emancipator of the slaves. But when you stack up all of the evidence left out of the standard history books, Lincoln never once did anything to try and avert war, such as meeting with the Southern delegation trying to meet with Lincoln to avert war. He just refused to meet with him. My book goes into a great amount of detail to show that he performed acts that made war certain. He was not a Christian and was very much involved in spiritualism and Rosicrucianism. It's all in our book. I believe by the end of the war, Lincoln was sorry for many things he had done, but by that time, it was too late, and it cost him his life. Next week, the Civil War. <laughs>